Wall Street is full of corruption and it is baked in to every aspect of our society. MMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding at the macro level. In the 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This was written over a hundred years ago. This is The Rogue Scholar with Steve Grumbine. All right, everybody, it is Steve, the Rogue Scholar, and we're going to talk about what's going on right here, right now, where you've got some supposed good news, right? We've got the Inflation Reduction Act that goes through, and we've got, you know, Liz Cheney, who is fighting the good fight against Donald Trump, and we've got the, uh, you know, the raid of Mar-a-Lago, um, and we've got all the good fun going on there. We've got a few billion dollars out of two trillion dollars worth of student debt that's been written off and i just keep thinking to myself people want to be happy they don't care if the news actually amounts to anything or not just want to be happy and looking at the uh the algorithms and looking at the the view counts on videos that have Donald Trump in the title literally blow up. They get the most views. They get the most likes and clicks. They get the most comments, the most engagement. It's the strangest thing ever that people are so in need. Good news. They're willing to be cipher from the matrix, eating that steak. They don't care if it's real steak. They just know that they need to feel good. And, and I got to tell you, it, it, it really struck me very, very hard to see how excited people were. I, I mean, people that should know better. Seeing people excited about you know, Biden for giving a few billion dollars out of two trillion, like pennies, pennies on the dot, like a rounding error on something. I mean, we're not even talking about real hardcore, meaningful student debt cancellation. But people want to be happy so badly. You're willing to ignore all the real stuff that we've got to fight for. It's like, I get it. Believe me, I get it. It's like you go to go to war with the army you got, not the army you want, right? And you're stuck in this weird paradigm of if I celebrate this garbage, if I celebrate the ACA, will I ever get Medicare for all? If I celebrate this trash of a bill and this Inflation Reduction Act, will I ever get a Green New Deal? If I celebrate you know, these university chop shops like ITT Tech and all the other crap that went out of business because they were fraudsters and hucksters. And Biden writes off the debt from those institutions. Do I celebrate that for the people that did? Because my brother, he, he is actually one of the ones that got his debt wiped out. You know, he, he had one of those garbage ITT Tech 
uh, degrees and had 17,000 student debt, it was wiped out. Do I celebrate that? What happens when we quote unquote pass a bad bill and all of a sudden everybody is super excited? They're super excited because they just can't stand any more negative. And by the way, thank you, Double K, because we needed a little bit of that positive right there. And thank you. Yes, I agree. The catch 22 of all catch 22s. I mean, I say this all the time. And if you've got water and you fall into the water and they're saying, we're going to reduce the level of the water, okay? The water's up here and they reduce it to here. Have you solved anything yet? Have you solved anything? The person's still drowning, literally. It was here. It's now here. Have we solved anything yet? No. No, we haven't. We're so, you know, I don't know if this is the right word for it or not, but we're so emasculated and so just spirits crushed that all it takes is a headline to get some people super excited right now. Just, just a headline. The information inside doesn't have to be of any value whatsoever. But they're super excited. I, you know, I, I'm really terrified of, of how we deal with climate crisis right now. We have the understanding of the monetary system here at RP. We know for a fact that we can afford to do anything we need to do to mitigate climate crisis. We know we have the money. We can find it. It's not a big deal. We don't have to raise taxes. We don't have to do anything like that. We have it. We can do it. But that's not the narrative. The narrative is celebrate this bill that they're going to give some tax rebates down the road for solar panels. That's We're supposed to celebrate that. We're, we're supposed to celebrate that maybe they'll be providing you with a uh, uh, tax rebates so that you can go ahead and, um, you know, cash in and get one of Elon Musk's Teslas. Maybe that's it. No, I mean, ultimately you create these situations here in your head to survive because it, it, it's like, there's no good news. There's nothing to hang your hat on. Nothing. And yet, no joke, I swear on my life, we looked at the algorithms of several channels and you see when they're talking about substantive news that their view count is way lower. But the minute they go into yelling and screaming about Donald Trump, their view count goes through the roof. That's the kind of stupidity that excites people. And I don't get it. I, I mean, when I say I don't get it, I mean, literally, I don't get it. Is the idea just to be that couple on the Titanic that cuddles up and spoons as the water comes in and kills them? Hey, you know, we're together. Let's celebrate the last moments together. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I can tell you right now, every time the Democrats pass one of these lukewarm bills, one of these bills that really doesn't amount to anything substantive, Three quarters of the people are so ready to get back to brunch, so ready to get back to whatever, that that's it. That's all the action you're going to get on that issue. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing. 
nothing else. I mean, the ACA was such a horrific bill. It has done so much damage. Not just to a few people, but to everybody. For those who actually need insurance, who can't just write a check and pay for their medical care. Okay? It has gotten more expensive for your random, your visits, your, your colonoscopies, your blood tests, everything. Nothing has gotten cheaper. Nothing. Nothing has gotten cheaper. Nothing has gotten easier access. Nothing has gotten better. Everything's gotten worse. It's anecdotal. But as a small child, I remember never having to worry that we would just go to the doctor. I know my mom and dad were taking care of it, but we never even had to think about it. It was like, of course you got to go to the dentist. You have a small cavity there. Of course you're going to go to the dentist. And so you just went to the dentist. You, 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 you get a teeth, wa- uh, teeth cleaning. Of course you get an annual teeth cleaning. You always get an annual teeth cleaning. I haven't had an annual teeth cleaning in God knows 10 years. Can't afford it. But somehow or another, the world was such that my mom and dad could take me, my brother, and my sister. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad was merely a first-level supervisor at the phone company. He wasn't making big money at all. But no matter what, we could always go to the doctor. And if we needed surgery, we never sat there and worried about where the money would come from. We never worried about financing. We built the damn insurance company. It was over. Okay? So the ACA has set up a barrier to people fighting for things like Medicare for all because we've got it, right? We've already got health. What do you mean? We've already got health care taken care of. I remember I went to Wisconsin a long time ago and had the best ceviche ever in Wisconsin. Who has ceviche in Wisconsin? I did, right? But in, in Wisconsin, they had this thing called Spring Fest, Summer Fest. I don't remember which it was. I think it was spring or summer, whatever. Some fest. And you could tell there just wasn't all that much going on. And people were running around the streets, taking their shirts off, going nuts. Because it was like they were on vacation. This was like a big deal. Big, big deal. That's, that's all they had to cheer for. But I'm looking around, coming from D.C., saying, what are you guys getting all excited about? There ain't nothing going on here. But when you've got nothing good to hang your hat on, I guess anything, anything will pass, right? This whole thing with Donald Trump, you know, if he took documents, if he, whatever. I mean, I look at this and I think about timing wise and I think to myself, I don't want to defend Donald Trump. I don't like Donald Trump. I can't stand Donald Trump. But at the same time, though, the minute that I stop focusing on Donald Trump 
and I put the focus on the team that's supposed to be fighting for my rights and things that I care about. Now, I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Biden either, quite frankly. But I am a registered Democrat. And, and you, you think, who would you, you know, when you're working at a company, do you get mad, like, say, you're Verizon? Do you get mad at AT&T because they didn't offer a good service? No. You're in Verizon trying to fix Verizon service, right? You know, if you work for Montgomery Wards or, you know, J.C. Penney or one of these other things, you don't get mad at Target for not selling something. You sit there and focus on your store and you worry about that, right? When I'm looking at my football team, my favorite football team, I get mad at them for not executing the plays properly, not at the other team for blocking it. Why is it that when we get mad at Democrats for not producing progressive change, why is it when we get mad at them that's considered bad news and divisive? And we're supposed to then in turn focus on the other team over there that never once for a million years promised any of the things that the jackasses in our space promised, but didn't deliver. See, I'm haunted. I, you, you know, you go to some people's houses and they got a, a, a car sitting on blocks over here. They got a tractor on blocks over there. They got a bunch of different lawn ornaments made from old uh, tractors that are no longer running. And they got a million projects started throughout the yard and none of them are finished. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I feel like with the Democratic Party. They get these things started. You shut up. You ignore them now because they finally done what they said they would do, sort of, but they didn't, right? Sort of, but they didn't. And there you are once again trying to figure out how in the world you are going to somehow or another make ends meet with the insanity that they go ahead and put out there. You're going to try and figure out how to make this thing successful for you. It, I, I'm, I'm serious. Like I have $127,000 of student debt, of which three semesters worth for a PhD I didn't complete at one of the universities that apparently are possibly under consideration in uh, Walden University. Okay. I took out, I think it was roughly 18,000 a semester for those three semesters that I didn't get to complete the PhD program. So three times 18,000, I mean, that's a lot of money, right? I mean, it's like $54,000. That's a huge amount of money. If they were able to wipe that out, it'd be great for me, right? But that's not the solution. The fact is, is that we can wipe it all out and need to wipe it all. There's the thing you celebrate. Not when you know that somebody could get rid of it all, but won't get rid of it all. Do you celebrate? It's like, they know they can do it too. They're smarter. They're more involved. They understand the system better than you and I, they know this, that they know they can do it and they don't do it. They don't do it. Why not? And why would you celebrate for a half measure? Why would you celebrate a half measure? Why would you celebrate something that you know full well isn't going to solve the problems of we the people? Why would you do that? But it's because you've been so baked down into absolute despair, so 
ripped apart with life as it is. And you're just so tired of bad news. You're willing to accept the dumbest, most awful, worthless things. And, you know, and I think to myself, I don't ever want to get to the point. I don't ever want to get to the point where I succumb to clickbait. It's also the reason why much of what we do here at RP isn't shared widely, isn't understood widely, isn't, you know, considered more, uh, you know, virally. It, it's frustrating. We really do try not to put out clickbait. We really do try to focus on very important issues. But I assure you, if I went out there talking about Donald Trump to make the people that get into that shit like it, we could fucking jack this channel up and we'd have it blowing up. Who the fuck would want to do that, though? What kind of loser would want to do that? I don't want to do that. It doesn't change anything. But they're not watching these shows to be changed. They're watching these shows to be entertained, to feel like they're in the know. And yet they're not, they're not the no. And, and everything you say that goes counter to that puts you in the doghouse. If you don't just join in and accept and excite over the bullshit that they're throwing at you, you're the bad guy. But there's not a lot of good news. I mean, this bill that just went out, it's going to give a false positive to an awful lot of people that don't give a shit about the environment. And it's going to give a false positive to a lot of people who do give a shit about the environment, but are just not very intelligent or don't really understand. And it's going to give pause for other people who maybe, you know, care about MMT, but don't really understand the environment. So they sit there and just sort of get so this bill. All it did was punted. It made a lot of people go, yeah, absolutely. Way to go team. Yay team. But you already know, you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt that what they did wasn't even a half measure. It doesn't solve any of the problems it purports to solve. None of them. None of them. So while we can certainly wipe away all student debt without any problem whatsoever, zero problem, by the way, whatsoever, we could literally sit there and do the same. With climate crisis, we could fully fund these things. Why won't we? Well, obviously, we're up against the fossil fuel industry. We're up against corporate Democrats, and we're up against Republicans. Okay? We are literally up against lobbyists with huge deep pockets. So naturally, what do they do? They try and give you a bone to, to bring down the heat. They don't want this thing bubbling over. Well, good news. They got a lot of people out there that don't want it to bubble over. So the first sight of something to celebrate, they're up there like they are at Summerfest in Wisconsin, running around with their shirts off, cheering about going to see like some old band, like the Beach Boys or something, right? I mean, this is it. This is it. So the psyche, the brain of most of the people that we have to change, that we have to get going. They're already conditioned to reject anything that says bad Biden. 
they're already conditioned to reject anything that doesn't accept these very, very bad bills as wins. And I don't know how to overcome that. I don't know how to overcome that. I truly don't know how to overcome that. I don't know how to overcome it. I don't know how to make people realize that sitting there doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is insanity. Exactly. Exactly. And yes, another exactly. Mark. I don't know fully what that is all about, but I mean, ultimately we are surrounded though. I, I like, again, if you're not a conservative and you're not trying to peel back rights for gay and lesbian people, and you're not trying to peel back rights for black and brown people to talk about the history of the United States and they're pressing about CRT and all this other shit. If you're not caught up in this social war and you're just trying to solve the real problems, the big problems, the ones that hurt all of us, right? You are literally going to be jumped on. You're going to be ignored. You're going to be treated like shit because these microaggressions within the social fabric of the wars that we've got to fight, which are very real, by the way, but those will always be put out first and foremost. Maybe it's gun control, but nobody ever talks about the foundation. See, this is why I thought RP existed, right? Because we understand that neoliberalism creates mental illness itself, in and of itself. Studies have shown, proven, go out there and look it up. Somebody go out there, take, and Mark Fabian, you're good at this. Somebody go out there and look it up. Neoliberalism creates mental illness. I think it was in The Guardian. It was a few years ago. And it creates mad isolation. It creates in a tremendous amount of feelings of inadequacy. It makes all the problems and pressures on you, the individual, to solve, not we collectively to solve. So it leaves people by themselves isolated, alienated, and feeling insane amounts of pressure and they can never meet it. And so they're always, always in a really, really bad place. Now, I, I, I think to myself, if we're going to make change, people at RP, folks that follow RP, people that actually pay attention, small group of you compared to the other folks that go out and watch all the clickbait, okay? But fact is, is that if we're going to make a change, we have to understand that the Democrats, did not go down swinging. This bill was shit. It was shit. And sadly, it's going to put more people than not into hibernation, feeling like we've addressed the climate crisis. This is the danger of fake good news. This is the danger of getting caught up in the cycle. If you're one of those people that claims to be not a mainstream media supporter, but yet every one of the battles you think matters are fed by the mainstream narrative, then you're fooling yourself because you're part of the problem. You're actually helping push these irrelevant non sequiturs into the forefront while we try to push for these other things that are very important that have no, have no air behind them, have no uh, support behind them. And as a result of that, as a result of that, 
we end up being the enemy. We ourselves end up being the enemy by pushing those mainstream narratives about Trump and Ukraine and everything else, everything else you see on CNN, MSNBC, all that shit that they do. It is there not to inform you, but to literally, literally distract you and to put you into the place where they can control what you do and don't think. Thank you so much for that, by the way. It, 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 it is mind-blowing to me that, like, I'll give you an example. People are trying to rehabilitate Liz Cheney right now because Liz Cheney was on the January 6th commission. She's talking about running for president now in 2024 as a Republican. She's creating an organization that's out there that's going to be anti-Trump that will chase down the Trump candidates around the country. You certainly see some good in that, sort of, right? But then the problem is, is that what you're doing is you're elevating somebody who, if you remember a few election cycles ago, Mitt Romney was the single greatest threat to society ever. And then John McCain, five minutes before, that was the single greatest threat to society ever. Okay? We haven't done anything. All of a sudden now, Liz Cheney gets that corporate Dems supporting her. and. And all of a sudden, because after all, January 6th was a really important thing. Everything about it was important. It's not to say it wasn't important. Do you understand what I mean? It's just that they're given a false gravity to it. And that false gravity puts people in a totally different frame of mind than the frame of mind required to fight for a Green New Deal. They have chosen this to be the priority. Is it your priority? Is that your priority? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Exactly right there. Oh my God, that is perfect. Yeah, we're about to hear Gavin Newsom is the next JFK. That's exactly the type of, I'm already seeing the Beto O'Rourke stuff going around. I'm already seeing that. And yeah, exactly. She's the Messiah. Exactly. This And that this is going to be the narrative. But see, these are the good news narratives. These are the good news stories that fill up our timelines and fill up our brains and take us away. People are like, well, what are we fighting for? What exactly would we be pushing for? And you think about, I, I say to myself, don't worry about Bernie Sanders. I'm not telling you to hate him. I'm just saying, don't worry about him. I'm saying, take his platform. And regardless of who's in power, that's what you care about. Regardless of who's on the mainstream media, that's what you care about. If you start deviating, these things don't happen. They don't happen on their own, and they don't happen by you going, well, nobody's talking about it, so I'm moving on to another subject. I can't begin to tell you how important this is. But see, because people aren't stuck in the mud like I am. See, I can stay on a subject and not deviate. I can do that. Sadly, most can't, but I can wake up in the morning and I can go to bed at night stuck on one subject. I can stay in the track and I can explore it as much as I need to, but I don't deviate. And no matter how many mass shootings there are, I'm not going to get sidetracked with it because I understand fundamentally that number one, there's a huge amount of problems in this country that lead to desperation and absolute insanity. 
that go beyond guns. But once again, we'll, they'll send us off chasing after guns, and these people have got billions of them buried in freaking underground bunkers, you name it, okay? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's almost like you already let that out of the stable. It ain't coming back. You already, it, it's done. You can't put the genie back in the bottle, as they say, or the Pandora, you know, the cat back out of a box, whatever. Whatever the fuck statement it is, you can't do it. It's already out there. It's already done. And because of that, what are you going to do? Not a goddamn thing. Nothing. I think, I think to myself, if we're serious, if we're serious about making change, we're going to have to ask ourselves what we're willing to do to help keep change on that track instead of allowing someone else to decide what matters to us today. I mean, I don't want to even do alt media half the time anymore. I don't want to do alt media anymore half the time because I see that the the herd, it's like a school of fish or a bunch of birds flying and they just go wherever the fucking flock takes them. They're not listening. I swear to God, there are still people out there to this minute that you all probably follow that are busy lying, talking about how they printed money and so therefore there's inflation. You're probably watching people out there that are hosting people like Cynthia McKinney who talks about the Jews and all the other insanity, right? Doesn't understand the Federal Reserve but has things to say about the Federal Reserve. On and on and on. There's a lot of this shit that folks are just watching. And that's where the herd goes. And they'll have a thousand live viewers. I think we've got what, the 34 live viewers? Bravo. Good. I'm thankful for the 34 we got, but my God, if somebody else is sitting there interviewing someone about bullshit, talking about, well, they printed money, so we got inflation, and they've got a thousand people, that's winning. They won. They've already won. And it's with fake news. It's with news that has been planted that harms us all. But they're saying it and they're pushing it and they're advancing it. And then the other half of the people are busy celebrating the nonstop, the nonstop insanity coming out of the mainstream media. They've got you chasing Donald Trump one minute and the next minute they got you chasing trillions missing from the Pentagon. How many times has Lee Camp put up about how many billions and trillions are missing from the Pentagon? Never mind the fact. Literally, I, I'm going to put this up here. Hold on one second. Let me find this damn article real quick. That uh, twenty-one trillion. Give me one second. This is going to be funny because I mean, every time I see this, I think to myself. Why is it that we can't get people to understand these things? And I realize ultimately it's because people don't really freaking want to understand these things. They don't want to. I don't know why that is, but they don't. And here you go. Debunked, missing 21 trillion, 6.5 trillion, 2.3 trillion journal vouchers. And it goes through. Okay. And it literally breaks down how all this stuff was done. But this right here ultimately is one of those things that people repeat over and over again, and they just ain't so. They just ain't so. 
and here let me give you the uh, the um let me give you the article here i'll put it in the chat for you guys but this is what passes for you know knowledge and and ultimately i i have no idea how we get to a point where we have any kind of ability to fend off the bullshit the fake narratives while simultaneously fending off the fake celebrations and just keep people focused in, in between the lines. And it's all that scatter shit. You're going to forgive me, please. But there is a law of physics, and I always talk about this, and if somebody can figure out what it is, please let me know. There's a law of physics that talks about how keep, things are naturally pulling apart atrophy or something like that right it's a lot harder to keep things together like this and so if you think about if you're scattered and you're keep going in different directions and you keep coming up with nonsense what does that do to the movement do something like this yeah the same movement that won't listen to economics the same movement that won't listen about climate crisis the same movement that won't listen about student debt being able to be wiped off. Thank you, Entropy. Thank you so much. I mean, ultimately, if we don't recognize the problem, and the problem is they, you say you know that distractions are being used, and yet you participate in the distraction. How, how do we ever get past that? How do we ever get past that? I just don't, I just don't know how to answer the question. But the fact is, is that we know that they come up with these fake things to celebrate. We talk about bread and circuses. Yes, thank you so much. That's exactly it right there. Somebody else said it, but thank you so much. But it takes so much effort to keep things together, to keep real progressives together instead of, oh, I got another idea. I'm going to be a big fish in a small pond. Oh, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to go do my own thing. The same thing with all the other stuff, subjects, topics. I'm going to do my own thing. I, I'm just, just vanishes, just vanishes, poof, gone. Just like our chances of survival, right? You want to fix something. Well, you don't fix it by getting distracted. You don't fix it by jumping subject to subject, by chasing current event after current event. My God, have you ever had a child, a small child, that oh, but and then her mouth is going 100 miles a minute. It's like, but but what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And by the time it's all said and done, you're like, oh my god, my head is about to split wide open. That's what it's like watching people chasing headlines. Every headline is not worth. It's not worth chasing. It's just not. And yet at the same time, though, I mean. If you ever saw the silly cartoon cars and you saw the little tractors, the, the baby tractors, you know, not Frank, the big one, the big harvester, but the little tractors and he rev the car up and boom, and they go, right. That's what most of these folks are like is those just, just herd, just, just herd animals. They don't, they don't take the information. They don't do anything with it. They don't process it. They don't, they do nothing with it. And yet at the same time, without them, without a movement, without everybody together, you're not getting anywhere. 
literally not getting anywhere, not getting anywhere. If it, let's just assume for a minute that voting is all it will take to get to the finish line. You need all the votes you can get and you need all the pressure you can get. And if most of the people don't have a clue, they're going to be busy worthlessly talking about how Republicans rated the spreadsheet of social security. How many people out there have watched as they, somebody, some rando will suddenly, uh, it's every couple of months, somebody will put the post up there that the Republicans rated social security. How many people have seen that? Right. It's that moronic, economically illiterate position that creates so much insanity. Folks, the only thing going on with that spreadsheet is a tally to say, yep, they paid. That money is gone. It's deleted just like every other tax under the sun at the federal level. But try to explain to people that we can get rid of FICA, which is the most regressive tax ever that can hurt the poor more than anything. Tell me we can get rid of it. What do they want to do? They want to increase the cap. They want to raise FICA taxes. Why? Because they don't fucking understand and they won't listen. They refuse, refuse to listen. Every time you got another progressive candidate that everybody wants us to get behind, like Matthew Ho, the, the guy, gentleman from the Green Party, let me just say this. He read the deficit myth. He had the deficit myth in hand. So obviously he's doing that. But for those of you who have tried, like I've tried over the years, to get the Green Party to embrace modern monetary theory, you know it's a fool's errand. They've got people in their central command, if you will, their monetary reform board that will literally cock block any single bit of information going through the organization. Now, thing is, I consider myself an eco-socialist. I consider myself of that variety. We have a lot more in common than we have different. They are, in essence, my tribe. But they don't know how to econ their way out of a paper bag. And if they were willing to listen, they would be the bee's knees. I got a little bit of hope in that guy, Matthew. That's something to celebrate. That's good news. Guy had the deficit myth book in his hand. He's learning. That's something to celebrate. Is it as big as a Green New Deal? No. But it's that's real good news. That's real good news. So here we go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna crush this real quickly. I am a Marxist-Leninist. I have read about modern monetary theory, but I see it as an attempt to provide a ban aid, band-aid, I'm assuming, to capitalism that can work in theory, but it goes against class interests. Absolutely incorrect. Standard. Incorrect, unfortunate, but nonetheless, a, sh a common refrain. I just did a video on this the other day. The monetary system is the monetary system. Republicans use it for their own purposes. Socialists could use it for their own purposes. Okay. Marx lived in an era where you only had commodity money. He did not live in the same era that we do today. He did not. Friedrich Knapp had not written State Theory of Money. You did not know any of the MMT at the time. So everything that Marx said about this money has been taken out of context. And worse, what might be the most frustrating thing is that without this understanding, typical socialists have checked themselves so far out of the box. My tribe, my people have checked themselves so far out of the box that they're no use electorally anymore. They, 
they've refused to understand. They listen to the wrong voices. People that don't know MMT explaining MMT. What kind of pathetic excuse for a mind is that? Okay. I had to say, how does the monetary system work? Who understands it better than anybody? That's the legal scholars and the academics that understand and develop modern monetary theory, of which Bill Mitchell is a Koleski socialist. The others, many of them, have come from the Marxist tradition, but they understand money. And we can't get people of our ilk to listen. It's almost like they're harder to reach than a Republican. Is that disgusting? Is that scary or what? The very people we need and depend on, the very people in our class, consciousness, our, our struggle, et cetera, that need to understand how money works, have chosen to be irrelevant, have chosen to not understand. And because of the herd mentality, have echoed each other back and forth to the point where they've got a resistance built up to being effective and learning this stuff. It's very, very troubling. And I am a guy who is a socialist, okay? And that's why I do these shows because I got to advance this stuff because I'm tired of us losing. Because here's the thing. If you're green and you didn't even get 1%, don't tell me about your revolution. If I show up to a green event and there's 10 people there, don't tell me about this mass movement you've built. You haven't built it yet. Part of the problem is, is that the greens have largely become so insular in the way that they focus. And uh, mind you, I try to be a part of this. I, I would love to be a part of it, but they literally don't, they're not inviting. They don't bring, they could have captured the entire Bernie Sanders movement had they not done so many things that were like intentionally poking the eyes of Bernie Sanders supporters. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they won't learn MMT. They won't learn how the system works. So they can't in turn tell you what a socialist view of the world would look like. If you don't have the numbers for a revolution, you don't have the numbers for a revolution. Get over it. We got to either build that up, which I don't see the energy for, sadly, or we have to learn how to govern. We have to learn how as socialists to work within a system, get elected ourselves, and go and make changes, be willing to be a one-term candidate and and lose the second time if it's what it takes to actually push through important things and fight for important things but the truth is is that if people are going to act like full cups and they aren't going to be willing to actually learn this stuff well, then we don't have a chance in hell so all the all the celebration and all the other thoughts of of electing a socialist or electing a progressive or electing an independent or a leftist, and they don't understand how the money system works, what the hell good are they in there? That's the tool that they have used to keep all of us begging. That's the tool they've used to keep all of us wanting to make us feel like we can't do nice things for each other. But the MMT is the one thing that shows the truth of it all. And again, I said, a hammer in the hands of a carpenter builds a house. A hammer in the hands of a domestic abuser, it's a weapon of death. Okay. If you have a socialist that understands the monetary system and passes laws, because MMT is not the theory of everything, but if you pass laws to make co-ops X and you make it so that so many workers have to be on the board Y and you have to do, these are laws that are not the money system. 
They're laws that you don't have the votes for. We don't have the votes for to make happen. So you either are left with revolution. You don't have the numbers. You don't have the energy. You don't have the organizing because you're busy chasing fucking straw men from around the world being anti-imperialist, which is fine, but you have no domestic agenda whatsoever. You don't understand what's going on. You don't want to understand what's going on. And so you focus elsewhere instead of what's happening right here, right now. Okay. Another huge problem, you know, as an anti-imperialist, everything that we do doesn't have to be focused outside the boundaries of this country. We have to be able to focus inside this country as well. There are victims to neoliberalism living in this country that had nothing to do with the actions of our government, that have fought, that don't want to be rolled in with this. But we're not giving them anything because we're so minded elsewhere that we can't focus on these important things. So we don't have any wins to celebrate. There's nothing about making labor better going on right now at all. There is nothing passing for the PRO Act, for enforcing unions, for, for encouraging unions to have card checked, to have all these. There's nothing. They've passed nothing but laws to make being in unions even harder. They've made strikes even more challenging to pull off. There's nothing to celebrate there yet. And you're not going to celebrate this stuff by getting some other crazy thing that has nothing to do with the important stuff that makes people's lives better in this country. Right? The reason we go to war, why is that? Well, because we need to clear markets. Why do we need to clear markets? Because we need to increase GDP. Why do we need to increase GDP? Because that's how big business measures its dick. Okay? GDP. We need to be focused instead on decoupling our economy from GDP and starting to focus on the real outcomes, start to focus on the important things that will make this country create an intelligent, educated society capable of making better decisions. We need to create alternative media. When I say alternative media, I mean, not just like a bunch of kids sitting there in their fucking basement giving their opinions about somebody else's news story. I'm talking about literally being able to create media outlets that literally produce quality economic content, teach the truth, explain things. We need all that. We're not getting there celebrating the bullshit and following like a dog, like a fucking dog, following the mainstream news and the current events and jumping around from topic to topic and not staying focused. It's not going to get shit done. You're not going to get shit done. And I'm, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I get really frustrated. Am I allowed to get frustrated? I don't care. I do. And I get really frustrated, not at the other team, because the other team isn't the one I'm expecting to help me or to build a movement that can take on these problems. I get mad at our own movement. I get mad at the people that are in our space that go and do the distracting bullshit. I get mad at the people in our space that sit there and say they're printing money and creating inflation. I get mad at the Bitcoin community. I get mad at all that stuff because it's nothing but fucking neoliberal distractions. Privatization is neoliberalism. Bitcoin couldn't be any more neoliberal, could it? 
and look at what a Ponzi scheme it turned into. But every one of your favorite alt medias sat there and beat that fucker down over and over and over again. Why? And they had huge audiences listening to that trash too. Why? How do you, how do you expect to change society with that? Tell me how you expect. How do you expect any of this to change? How? I'm serious. Stop celebrating these fake good news stories. Stop fucking celebrating bogus candidates and shitty representation. Stop celebrating these people. Make them do something. Stop giving them air cover when they fuck up. Make them put their ass on the line. That, that, that really, you know, I, I hate to say this, but that really is it. I mean, if we're going to sit there and allow ourselves to get distracted, is there any point in complaining about Joe Biden? Is there any point in complaining about Kamala Harris? Is there any point in complaining about Buddha judge or any of the others? Is there any point in complaining about Hillary Clinton? Is there any point in complaining about Obama or Barack Obama or any of them? If you're not going to stay focused and be a serious warrior against neoliberalism, why are you even worried about it? Go back to brunch, check out, do what you got to do. But there's no saving grace in that kind of bullshit. And because of sadly clickbait, and because sadly it's not me that clicks on it, must be somebody else clicking on clickbait. And whoever's clicking on clickbait is the one that's helping them elevate that shit to suck the oxygen out of the room to get to the real important stuff to get us organized and stay focused. And you know what? That's that's our demise right there. And it isn't the Republicans. The enemy is in our own team. It's in our midst. Unwillingness to decouple ourselves from the distractions. Unwillingness to decouple ourselves from all the bullshit conspiracies and focus instead on being meaningfully engaged. It's terrifying. But that's what we're up against. So I'm going to go ahead and I am going to tell you, I love you all. But I'm not very hopeful at the moment. I'm just not. I'm not very hopeful because in order for you to have hope, you got to have something to hope in. And I don't see us willing to stop being distracted, chasing bullshit, and 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 winning. So until we see that, until that's the thing to celebrate when people are willing to fight for real and not make excuses for bullshit. When we're really ready to fight. That's when you've got something to celebrate. Right now, nothing to celebrate. I'm Steve Grumbine, the Rogue Scholar. I am out of here. The Rogue Scholar is a production of Real Progressives. If you would like to support our work, please visit patreon.com slash realprogressives. 